Section twenty nine of Tales from Dickens. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tales from Dickens by Hallie Ermine Rivers. The Pickwick Papers three. Mr. Pickwick has an interesting scene with Mrs. Bardell, his housekeeper. Further pursuit of Jingle leads to an adventure at a young lady's boarding school. Mr. Pickwick lived in lodgings, let for a single gentleman, in the house of a Mrs. Bardell, a widow with one little boy. For a long time she had secretly adored her benevolent lodger, as someone far above her own humble station. Mr. Pickwick had not forgotten Sam Weller, the servant who had aided in the pursuit of Jingle, and on returning to London he wrote, asking Sam to come to see him, intending to offer him a position as body-servant. Sam came promptly, and Mr. Pickwick then proceeded to tell his landlady of his plan, a more or less delicate matter, since it would cause some change in her household affairs. "'Mrs. Bardell,' said he, "'do you think it a much greater expense to keep two people than one?' "'La, Mr. Pickwick,' answered Mrs. Bardell, fancying she saw matrimony in his eye. "'That depends on whether it's a saving person.' "'Very true,' said Mr. Pickwick, "'but the person I have in my eye.' Here he looked at Mrs. Bardell, has this quality, and to tell you the truth, I have made up my mind. Mrs. Bardell blushed to her cap border. Her lodger was going to propose. Oh, Mr. Pickwick, she said, you're very kind, sir. I'm sure I ought to be a very happy woman. It'll save you a good deal of trouble mr pickwick went on and when i'm in town you'll always have somebody to sit with you oh you dear said mrs bardell mr pickwick started oh you kind good playful dear said mrs bardell and flung herself on his neck with a cataract of tears the astonished mr pickwick struggled violently pleading and reproving but in vain mrs bardell clung the tighter and exclaiming frantically that she would never leave him fainted away in his arms at the same moment tupman winkle and snodgrass entered the room mr pickwick tried to explain but in their faces he read that they suspected him of making love to the widow this reflection made him miserable and ill at ease he lost no time in taking sam weller into his service on condition that he travel with the pickwickians in their further search for adventures and at once proposed to his three comrades another journey next day therefore found them on the road for eatonswill a town near london which was then on the eve of a political election this was a very exciting struggle and interested them greatly here one morning soon after their arrival 
a fancy-dress breakfast was given by Mrs. Leo Hunter, a lady who had once written an ode to an expiring frog, and who made a great point of knowing everybody who was at all celebrated for anything. All of the Pickwickians attended the breakfast. Mr. Pickwick's dignity was too great for him to don a fancy costume, but the rest wore them, Tupman going as a bandit in a green velvet coat with a two-inch tail. Mrs. Leo Hunter herself, in the character of Minerva, insisted on presenting Mr. Pickwick to all the guests. In the midst of the gaiety, Mrs. Leo Hunter's husband called out, "'My dear, here comes Mr. Fitzmarshall!' And to his astonishment, Mr. Pickwick heard a well-known voice exclaiming, "'Coming, my dear mum, crowds of people, full room, hard work, very!' It was Jingle. Mr. Pickwick indignantly faced him, but the impostor at the first glance turned and fled. Mr. Pickwick, after hurriedly questioning his hostess, who told him Mr. Fitzmarshall lived at an inn in a village not far away, left the entertainment instantly, bent on pursuit. With Sam Weller, his faithful servant, he took the next stagecoach, and nightfall found him lodged in a room in that very inn, while Sam set himself to discover Jingle's whereabouts. With the money Mr. Wardle had paid him, Jingle had set up as a gentleman. He even had a servant, a sneaking fellow with a sallow, solemn face and lank hair, named Job Trotter who could burst into tears whenever it suited his purpose, and whose favourite occupation seemed to be reading a hymn-book. Sam Weller soon picked an acquaintance with Job, and it was not long before the latter confided to him that Jingle, his master, whom he pretended to think very wicked, had plotted to run away that same night with a beautiful young lady from a boarding-school just outside the village, at which he was a frequent caller. Job said his master was such a villain that he had made up his mind to betray him. Sam took Job to Mr. Pickwick, to whom he repeated his tale, adding that he and his master were to be let into the school building at ten o'clock, and that if Mr. Pickwick would climb over the garden wall and tap on the kitchen door a little before midnight, he, Job, would let him in to catch Jingle in the very act of eloping. This seemed to Mr. Pickwick a good plan, and he proceeded to act upon it. In good time that night Sam hoisted him over the high garden wall of the school, after which he returned to the inn while his master stealthily approached the building. It was very still. When the church chimes struck half-past eleven, Mr. Pickwick tapped on the door. Instead of being opened by Job, however, a servant-girl appeared with a candle. Mr. Pickwick had presence of mind enough to hide behind the door as she opened it. She concluded the noise must have been the cat. Mr. Pickwick did not know what was best to do. To make matters worse, a thunderstorm broke, and he had no refuge from the rain. He was thoroughly drenched before he dared repeat the signal. This time windows were thrown open and frightened voices demanded, "'Who's there?' 
mr pickwick was in a dreadful situation he could not retreat and when the door was timidly opened and someone screamed a man there was a dreadful chorus of shrieks from the lady principal three teachers five female servants and thirty young lady boarders all half dressed and in a forest of curl papers mr pickwick was desperate he protested that he was no robber that he would even consent to be tied or locked up only to convince them a closet stood in the hall as a pledge of good faith he stepped inside it its door was quickly locked and only then the trembling principal consented to listen to him by the time he had told his story he knew that he had been cruelly hoaxed by jingle and job trotter she knew not even the name of mr fitzmarshall for her own part she was certain mr pickwick was crazy and he had to stay in the stuffy closet over an hour while at his request someone was sent to find sam weller the latter came at length bringing with him old mr wardle who as it happened unknown to mr pickwick was stopping at the inn explanations were made and mr pickwick choking with wrath returned to the inn to find jingle and his servant gone and to be himself for some time thereafter a prey to rheumatism a serious matter at this juncture called mr pickwick home this was a legal summons notifying him that mrs bardell his landlady had brought a suit for damages against him claiming he had promised to marry her and had then run away a firm of tricky lawyers had persuaded her to this in the hope of getting some money out of it themselves mr pickwick was very angry but there was nothing for it but to hire a lawyer so he and sam weller set out without delay End of section twenty nine.